Hey guys, welcome to Miami. <laughs> um, welcome back to the Sugar Beat Podcast Miami. Um, Sugar Beat Miami Podcast, whatever. Sugar Beat, okay. Thank you guys for being super awesome and patient with me. Um, my apologies for my very long hiatus. Um, but I come back bearing gifts, and I bring you today. The gift of a three-part series. And that series is the My Miami Story series. Um, I'm super excited to present this to you guys. Because um, the My Miami Story has been something that I've been wanting to host and participate in for a while. And I finally got to do it this year. So I'm really excited. Um, just to you know, bring you guys up to speed. Remember that the Miami Miami story um, is an initiative brought about by the Miami Foundation. And basically the the whole point was to just get together, um, you know, with some friends, make some new friends, right? And um, discuss issues that are particular to Miami. And of course, sharing your story of here, of this city. Um, like I said, I've been wanting to participate. If you missed out on it this year, there's always next year. Remember, it always happens pretty much like in October. So just keep your eyes and ears open, um, for next year and you'll be able to participate. I know that the Miami Foundation, they also tend to do like little things here and there with my Miami story, like, especially like at different like events. Like, I know they're going to be doing something at the book fair, which is coming up, by the way. So I'm really excited. Um, November, like, the street fair is November 22nd through the 24th, I believe. Um, and, you know, they always have, like, the author lecture series that are happening during the week. So I'm really excited leading up to the street fair. So they do, like, little things. But um, this is, like, really, like, their main um, My Miami Story vehicle. Um, so it was really cool. I had so much fun recording this with my friends. So I'm really excited to share that with you guys. Um, a couple of things, a little bit of housekeeping, right? We know that the fall is always a fun time because there's so many different events, um, coming up. As I already mentioned, the book fair is coming up. So basically, um, the week of November, I want to say 17th, which would be like next week. Um, Yeah, so the 17th up to, you know, the 22nd, they always have like these lecture like series with different authors on different subjects. They even have it like in different languages. So if you go online... Um, to, like, the Miami Book Fair website. They always have, like, the calendar. 
I know um, this past week I was able to go to an event hosted by the book fair with Ta- with Hesse Coates. Um, so that was really cool. So as we know, they do different like events throughout the year, but then it all leads up to November for the street book fair, which I'm really excited about. I love the book fair. I love going and buying even more books. And also the the author lecture series are really cool. Like they have like different um, topics and stuff. And I know that each year they've been getting um, more and more diverse. Like they're adding more panels and conversations in Spanish, and they're even adding more things in like Creole and Haitian Creole. So that's really cool. Like representing for the diversity out here in Miami. So, I'm really excited about that. Um, Another thing that I'm really excited about is Give Miami Day 2019. I've talked about it before, and I'll never stop talking about it because I love it so much. Um, Basically, Give Miami Day is like another initiative, once again, by the Miami Foundation to encourage... Um, more philanthropy for local nonprofits, right? So, um, I think a lot of people use like foundation and like nonprofit interchangeably, but just to clarify, foundations fund everything. So, like, foundations will fund grants as the Miami Foundation does, and will fund initiatives and will fund events, to, you know, to do and will bring about like fundraisers and stuff to give to the nonprofits. So, um it's really cool because basically what they do is like they help create awareness for local nonprofits. It helps kind of kick start or or kick end <laughs> the fiscal year and the financial year um or the calendar year for different nonprofits. That's really cool. Help them, you know, stay in the black or get out of the red. Um, and it's just like, you know, 24 hours of giving and of like just, you know, doing that Miami thing. It's really cool because they have, um, so you can search by different categories. Like, let's say you don't know a particular nonprofit, you can go on their website and search different categories. And you can see what kind of nonprofits are around. Um, you or if you really can't decide, you can also donate to like the prize pool, the bonus pool, which is basically um, they have like different categories of prizes that they give to like nonprofits. But um, the bonus pool is basically a pool that gets divided amongst the nonprofits um, at the end of the day. So I think that that's really cool. Um, what I usually end up doing personally is I donate to a nonprofit and then I donate to the pool um, just to like help out a little bit. A couple of new things that they have this year, which I found like super cool. Um, they have a champion page. So basically you can like create like a little page to create awareness for the particular nonprofits or categories that you want to like help support. And so you can help garner more support, uh, more awareness, more financial support for like the particular um, organizations that you're following. And it's like basically you can make like a little URL. It's super simple. Um, and you can help like help raise more money that way right 
you can also this year create a profile on givemiamiday.org and basically it saves your information for future donations and stuff like that. And you can also link your champion page to that and it kind of keeps it, it makes it easier to track. Also this year is that they have a shopping cart option. So I think this is also really cool because basically you can put multiple donations and just have one transaction whereas in years prior you were doing each individual donation and it was different transactions so now you can just put it all into into one and it'll be just one um you just run your payment information once i'm assuming that's supposed to help um help with like you know like fraud and stuff and and it's easier for us, the donors, to keep track of, like, you know, what, um, what, like, when and where our money is, like, being run and stuff like that. So that's really cool. Um, I'm pretty excited about that. Um, so yeah, that's happening November 21st. It's a 24-hour deal, so November 21st, midnight, let's start donating. I'm really excited, and I'm looking forward to it. Um, so bringing it back to my Miami story, um, like I said, I'm really excited to, to talk about this with you guys. As I said, there's so much information, there's so much recorded material, it had to be divided into three pieces um because there's just so like I said there's so much information and I just wanted to share as much um of the conversation with you guys as possible just because it was like a really cool and very real and grounded conversation and and a fun one too like I don't know like these are our people out here so um so it's as real as it gets living here in Miami. And and, and I don't want to, I hate to say the real Miami, but because it makes it, but you know, Miamians know what we're talking about. When you live on the other side, the nice video, like music video, movie Miami, hey, I enjoy it. I think a lot of us can say, Hey, like we we like living our best Miami life, you know, like going to the clubs, going like, you know, to the beach, to the whole like to the hotel pool parties, um, you know, nice dinners, all of that. That's like really fun. But at the same time, like we do a lot of us do retreat and come back home and we come back to reality, right? And this is um what we do, we breathe and live here in our different areas and it's a different experience than um it there's a lot more to living in Miami than what the media shows and so yeah like born and raised Miami Dade Jackson baby but you know I've grown up pretty much my whole life down south Saguacera you know South Miami Dayland Kendall, living my best life, just trying to, like, do thing. Trying to be a professional in Miami and make it. I think that's my Miami story. Trying to be a professional and uh, thrive. 
Do you need help spelling sawiso? <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> that, that would be S A G. Um. I mean, I think. I think for all of us, our story doesn't just start with us. It starts with our parents, right? My mom came here when she was 24 from Colombia. My dad came here when he was 21 from the Bahamas. Prior to that, had left the Bah um, had left Haiti to go to the Bahamas at 17. So he showed up here a little baby. My mom showed up a little baby too. And uh, I don't know, they met during, I think, one of our craziest times, which was in the 80s, in uh, flipping Miami. Miami Vice Life. Yeah. Miami Vice Life. So I don't know. And then here I am. Yeah, that's how you were made, huh? Here I am. Man. That's, what, <laughs> <laughs> that's how I was made. The there was a lot of adrenaline back then. But um, yeah, and I love it here. I mean, I'll probably move away, but I'll definitely come back. Like, I love Miami. Mm. Yeah. Can't so. stay away. Oh, man. Like, I love this place. It's kind of crazy, but I love it. Who wants to go next? <laughs> Who wants to go next? I guess we can just go around. No, I'm not doing it. You're not doing it? Not yet. Okay. Right, pass it this way. All right. Alice, tell us your Miami story. Born and raised in Miami. Born in Mercy Hospital. What? Yeah. <laughs> Never been since. <laughs> right? I uh, went to school in Palmetto Bay area for pre-K, elementary, middle school, and high school. Did you but go to Palmetto? Lived, no, Coral Reef. Oh. Yeah. Lived in Kendall, so I had a good mix because Kendall is basically Hispanic. And then yeah. Palmetto Bay Area is very affluent or very poor, and it has more diversity, I would say, than Kendall. Where's Palmetto Bay? Is that like Pine Near Crest? Falls. Okay. okay. Yeah. And then went to school, went to college here, oh. left for a little bit, came back. I do not see myself staying here forever. I see myself returning because of my family, but not because I personally want to live in Miami. Okay. Perfect. What are you writing? <laughs> Those <laughs> Documentation <laughs> is important, man. So are you going to write what you say? say? Mm. Ah, I like this. <laughs>
My dad left Cuba. Uh, also 80s lovers from the club. And uh, I hear a lot of stories of them dancing together in the 80s. Beautiful. <laughs> Thing. He spent like almost 12 days without eating. Um, 
because there were so many people packing the embassy and they would pass out so few, uh, so few meals that he was left without eating. Uh, people were sleeping in trees, sleeping all over the ground, um, until finally uh, Castro said, okay, we're gonna send people over in Mariel. Um, and he sent these people, this group in the embassy, along with you know, people that were political prisoners and people from the insane asylums. So they all came, they all came over together, you know, and they started their life here. And then my parents met um, when they were in high school, <coughs> uh, but neither of them graduated for different reasons. This was in the, you know, the 80s, cocaine cowboys time, you know. Uh, my dad went to Miami High, and they would have riots every month at least. So neither of them graduated, they met. They had me when they were very young. My mom was 18, my dad was 20. Um, then they had my brother two and a half years after. Um, and yeah, I am not a Kendallian. You know, never will be. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, Strong you... words. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, where do you, where do you Basically, I lived, um, like I lived when I was younger, like 8th Street near Lejeune. You know where like Orange Bowl used to be in that area. Mm -hmm. uh, then I moved more towards Westchester. Westchester. Yeah. <laughs> That's how we say that. Went to Braddock for high school, and then. Uh, That's Kendall. Yeah. Kind of on the cusp. West Kendall. It's kind of. That's not West Kendall. No, I consider it West Kendall. Nah. Like Braddock Kendall. Yeah. It's it's still Isn't for me. It's, Miller? For me, it's yeah, still Westchester. No, I feel like Kendall is 72nd. No. Kendall is past me. I thought it was Miller. No. I thought it was Miller. Yeah. You're like, hold on. <laughs> well, um, so yeah, I went to FIU for my undergrad. Uh, then I went back for grad school. And I'm still here. And I might stay. I might stay. But. You know, Miami's tough. It's tough to be a, a young professional here. Mm -hmm. yeah. you know. So we'll see. Thank you. So real quick, what are the questions that are worth answering? No, you're just telling your just story. Just your story. However you want to tell it. Yeah. Whatever you want to include. All right. <laughs> so my Miami story would definitely be all about the family. Um, my life started in Kendall um, by Felix Varela. My parents stayed in like a little townhouse there. And then four years later, they had my brother and we moved back to 8th Street with my mom's mom and dad. And then, so my dad's parents happened to live like around the corner. So it was like oh, Grand that's nice. Central. Yeah. That's beautiful. We were there for two years in that area near 2nd Street. Then we came back to Kendall and we've stayed, we've been there about 20 some odd years. And then when, we sort of brought our family to Kendall as well. So because we were there, my aunts found houses in that area and then my grandmother, my mom's mom and mom's dad moved over there too. Um, there's that when my 
mom's mom passed away. She was living in like the Wild West that is the homestead farm area. Right. And so to be with my grandfather, we moved over there. Mm -hmm. So when we move, it's always because the family's moving. Kind well, of thing. Yeah, cute. Yeah. Makes sense. Um, so for me, I don't mind the road. And I feel in Miami, you have to travel a lot on the road. Yes. So like all my life, to get anywhere, it's been about thir a 30 minute drive. Okay. With, and which makes my relationship with my boyfriend easier because he lives by like exit two, which is a thirty minute drive from my house, so it fits in my frame. <laughs> You're like, all right, it's thirty minutes. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Is there anything in particular about Georgia that you like? Um, no, just like climate, food. It's like adults. <laughs> I mean, peaches and onions are amazing. So. Onions. Yeah, they're known for their Vidalia onions and the peaches. Mm -hmm. Ah, yes, peaches. Yeah. That's another logo. Logo yeah. to Georgia. Peaches. <laughs> 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 peaches. Peaches. <laughs> peaches. Yeah, and I feel like a culture center as uh, like big and nice as Miami kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So it would feel similar. I have some words for you. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, a lot of my coworkers are moving from Atlanta because they say it's very segregated. Seriously. Very. Still. Hispanics okay. are very unwelcome there. <gasps> Like Atlanta? so bad that he couldn't get his child in school because the minute he would put Hispanic, they wouldn't let him wow. enroll in any school. Atlanta? Yeah. Wow. That's what and I said. And this is, that's what I said. Cause and like, this is like a professional. Like he's an engineer. He's been doing this for years. It's not like dang. any, like he was willing to put the money for it and mm -hmm. it wouldn't. And then I had another coworker who had, actually the police called on his wife because she was like reprimanding her child in Spanish and they said that she was abusing her daughter in Spanish. Oh my god. Uh, Atlanta? Atlanta? Which is which is crazy because like I don't know like I know so many people who like moved to Atlanta but you know like black people who moved to Atlanta and they love it. They're, 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 like Atlanta's mecca. <laughs> And the blacks and the whites are separated in their own groups. Wow. In the little enclaves. Yes. So sad. He was saying it's not very. We have that here, Jim. We yeah. do, we not, do. But, but there's, like, there's more Hispanic, so you don't feel it as bad. Yeah. You, you, if you're Hispanic. If you're. But yeah, Spanish. so a lot of them have moved here and are actually very much happy because they're like, I can be myself, I can speak Spanish, and I don't have to feel judged. So just. Putting some thoughts. Yeah, it blew my mind. You. That that blew my mind. Because I was, like, I, was I was also shocked. I was like, <laughs> "What do you mean?" And he was like, "It was miserable. Like they were miserable. <laughs> miserable." Did they move back? 
That's crazy. So, and that's unfortunate because it it's is a little cheaper to live in Georgia. It is. Not Atlanta, because well, all big cities. Are exactly. And he was saying he was willing to pay the money to put his son in United School, but they wouldn't accept him. <laughs> and he tried so many schools, especially, you know, the good that's ones. Yeah. But they wouldn't really accept it. They kept denying him. Private schools. Private, it doesn't matter. He no, tried. I'm saying they have kind of a long history. Well, yeah, system. that's true. Okay. And it's still the South. That's the thing yeah. when you're dealing with the South. Yeah. In general. But it's cheaper, man. Yeah. <laughs> and like you have... Like, Not to I burst your bubble, but something to consider. As people who have lived there for many years, they were out, out of there. Something I would definitely want in the place that I live in now and in the future, you know, uh, for it to be a place where I would not have to worry about like that segregation or anything. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty outside of the United States, huh? Outside of the United States would work. Because there's some places that Yeah, even even in Europe. I know people like to say, Oh yeah, they're all progressive. No, they're pretty bad too. They can be pretty bad. Mainly Eastern Europe. That's true. Okay. Just stay in the West. (laughs) Stay in the West and there's no no problem. What are the questions again? Just your mind. Just your mind. Which is like the beginning of my life. Whatever you want to share. (laughs) My parents are Nigerian, both of them. So when, um, what's that dude's name was rapping? What's that? The guy was crazy. He was in a teeth. He didn't get paid by. What? (laughs) Tougher than Nigerian hair. That is a true statement. Oh, um, Lil Wayne. Lil Wayne. Tougher than Nigerian hair. Coconut dairy hair. Tougher than Nigerian hair. I think it's a Millie. I want to say it's a Millie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't like Lil Wayne for the record, but I know that line. That line well, sticks out to me. Yeah, because it's the truth. My hair is it's tough hair. <laughs> You're like, what? Your friends were like, yeah, that's right. You're like, I could. That's, that's accurate. <laughs> <laughs> so then, um, the parents are both Nigerian. They came to uh, the states for educational purposes. They both came to school here for college, which was pretty cool. And it's cute how you hear the stories, like when you start learning in school about like. Um, slaves and um, segregation, and when they're desegregating, um, I guess, the United States, um, that's when they're trying to mix in the universities, but blacks were not going. Like, so people were against, like, no, we're not gonna mix with y'all, right? And they're like, damn, we gotta, we gotta get people to come through. So they started reaching out to people in Haiti and in Africa, and that's how my parents got scholarships was to come here, but they didn't know anything, they didn't know what was up here because they're in their own little, like, mm. world. So it's kind of cool, like, when we talk about these histories, she's like, oh, really? That's happening? And I'm like, why don't you know this? He's <laughs> <laughs> like, we were both. I know. Like, why don't you know this already? But it wasn't her world, you know? Like, she was worried about, like, coming here as a student. Blah, blah, blah. So my, so born and raised um, in Miami. Parents knew each other back home. They came here, and my dad went for it, got married. Then they had me, boom, Letitia. <laughs> um, then I lived in Kendo. Um, we, my mom, she was very aware of what she wanted for her kids. We moved down south, and down south, you know where the ghetto weight was. Moved down there, she realized she didn't like what the community was turning to, so she came here. Interesting story, when she was getting a realtor, the realtor only showed her black community areas. Mm-hmm. The realtor didn't show her other areas. Again, not her realizing, like, what's up with this guy? Like, why is he only showing us this areas? Mm-hmm. Now, 
thinking out loud, he nothing out loud. We would say is like, oh, maybe he was just showing to make her feel comfortable. Like, oh, look at your type of people are here, or their whole red line union is basically like forcing certain trips to group of people in certain neighborhoods, right? Mm -hmm. So my mom, um, Ke my mom Kendall, she saw a house on her own and she said, I want this house. The guy said, fine, take it. And that's the house she bought off of Kendall and then of course, and that's where we live. Um, grew up in Miami, I have two brothers and I went to Coral Reef and graduated. It's right, that weird fish, right? <laughs> <laughs> With the great band. And um, hey, like hey, music, hey, hey, hey. right? Band true. Too? No, I wasn't, but I definitely cheered for people in band. Oh, thank you. I did go watch the band. Well, actually, I never went to a football game, but it doesn't really matter. Um, and I think that's about it. I sometimes, like, I tell Mildred all the time, like, I do see myself here, but financially and as a professional, it is impossible to make money. Everything is super expensive. Um, houses are getting expensive. Like, I feel like you need to make like six figures in that or just be well managing of your money in order to have an establishment or live in homestead right so <laughs> or live in homestead okay well <laughs> no you don't live in homestead oh you don't live in homestead good so or redlands yeah we love redlands wow that's nothing wrong with redlands <laughs> oh my god it's so traffic yeah it is crazy so i wish um there was an opportunity for like just you know professionals to live here and to have an establishment to be able to move forward but it just feels like every single thing like and your income is not enough to compensate for your living expenses so then you either have to look to live somewhere else like atlanta or utah or nashville not nashville but nashville is coming up what's it called nebraska where these places are not used to having a mix full of people but then you feel like as a professional, they're going to pay your worth because they're willing to take people of different ethnicity to build their <coughs> community up too. So it's kind of weird. If I had opportunity and they're willing to pay me, I will go out. But I think I will come right back to my house mm. before I become a fish or a gill. And I'm just <laughs> Mermaid. Mermaid. Sure. Yes. You said Ghetto 8. So um, it was South Dade 8, which is a movie theater. That's what oh. they used to call it. Like what? No, I never went, but that's what they will call it, like the community. So it's on US one where the Popeyes is at. Oh, by Boston yes. Market. Yeah, yes. Popeyes, Eureka. Popeyes, Boston Market. Yes. Yeah. So that's delicious why. corner. Like. So it was getting like you know, like my mom wasn't liking how the area. She wasn't. She wanted. She didn't want to go to certain schools. So then she's the one that said, "I don't like what's happening." She was aware of her surroundings. So then she said, "I want to take my kids out." So by the time she had her third kid, she was now living in Kendall, which was now I'm in, now I'm around a different type of group of people, more around Hispanics versus like African Americans. So that's another conversation. Yeah, it's getting used to me being raised as an Nigerian American, right, in a world of African Americans who have the generations of being in, in America. Mm -hmm. yeah. So that's a different upbringing for sure. Completely. Yeah. Thank you. Hey, no problem. I want to get out. Would you stay? Would you stay? Yeah, like I'm asleep. Thank you for that talk. I want to get out. Drop mic, mic. No. Okay, would you please stay for the record? Okay, we're. I'll give some backstory, but most of it's not even here. I kind of realized that that basically between birth, which is in, what was it, 
Memorial. That's the one in Opalaka, right? Yeah. Yeah. In so, Opalaka. No. North Shore? I don't know. It was in Opalaka. Opalaka. Like, North Shore? Somewhere in that area. Interesting. I, I think it was a Memorial Hospital. <laughs> it was a hospital. That's all. <laughs> you were born. You were born he in a hospital. He was born in a hospital in Miami, Florida. Okay. Yes. And then, until I graduated high school and went to FIU, it was all Broward. So, so you have like an outsider looking in. Kind of, but I'm also a second generation Miamian, which I kind of realized here and threw up in my mouth a little bit. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I have no attachment to Miami. This is not my home. Uh, this is not the place for me. I want to get out the sooner the better. To Broward or like? No, I'm a mistake. Oh, I no, know. Let me oh, no. No, no. No, Broward is no better. It's the same shit. <laughs> it's the same shit. Um, no, I want out of state. I want out of the East Coast. Really? Preferably. Yeah. Like where though? Yeah. Like well, Portland was one that we highly. Yeah. I, yeah, Seattle, that area. Oh my gosh, oh, yeah, I've yes. been to Pike Place. Yes. Oh my god, mm-hmm. why is Portland nice? Uh, it's not hot as balls. <laughs> I think it's <you're> hot. <laughs> Please write that hot for the record. Balls. Hot as With balls. B A L L Z. In quotes. <laughs> uh, I don't like the heat. Uh, well, as the world gets hotter, it's gonna be. More unbearable than it is uh, here, so might as well get an early jump. But they jump already on. know how to deal with it. Except we're doing nothing about it. Mm. We know what to do. <laughs> we just don't want it. Mm. Mm. It's a very human response to a problem. I know that I need to do that. Not gonna do that. Yeah. So Not back my to the Miami story. Yeah. In quotes. So, <laughs> In quotes. Uh, Really, the only positive thing that I've gotten out of Miami was meeting stuff. But that's for me. It's gonna be the only positive thing. My career, I don't find uh, what is available to me particularly interesting here, so I feel stunted in that respect. I don't feel able to pursue my interests, which is you know, more nature-based stuff because I don't like the heat mm-hmm. and humidity and mosquitoes. Hurricanes? Mm-hmm. Uh, hurricanes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like I'm pretty sure my first earthquake, wherever that might be, would be the scariest shit in my life. And yeah. Category 5, I'll just be like, okay. <laughs> You'll be outside pulling the grass. <laughs> <laughs> it's windy today. <laughs> did, you get, did you get water from you know water? <laughs> Generator, what's that? I know, right? We got candles. candles. We got one candle. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I just would like to... Be able to explore, and from what I've seen everywhere else in the country, I, it has something more to hold on to. Interesting. I just don't feel any attachment to South Florida in general. Like, I feel like an alien. Interesting. Like, I don't know, an unknown world. Like, but this is where I was born. Wow. Yeah. Reportedly. 
Allegedly. Allegedly. According to the birth certificate. Allegedly in, in a hospital in this county. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but. Yeah. So. I. It's Sophie. Oh, yes. And then my hurricane kitten. You rescued the cat from the hurricane? Literally well, not, right after. No, well, I, I, I can't say rescued her from it because she experienced She, she was it. in the hurricane. Oh, outside. outside. Oh. Afterward. Like where the she trees was, were like destroyed. Oh, wow. She was right there. She was there just, like meowing. Oh, I heard it. As a kitten? Yeah. We were she was like three so weeks old. Not even a month old. Yeah. And she was like all like crazy. Yeah, she, we brought into her house. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> like Sunny was there. Um, Sarah was there. Yeah, and yeah. then we were trying she was to like. Was it her neighborhood? Yeah. No, no her, my mom's neighborhood. Yeah, that's where yeah. we got. Oh, yeah. That's true. Um, yeah. That we keep. But she's so grateful. Yeah, she's a she's she's a sweetheart. She's actually. Oh, yeah, so I'll put up with Miami as long as I need to for their sake, but. When the opportunity presents itself, I'm out. What do you mean for my sake? Bring your drops in. No, my sake is get out. Nick, I have a question. Sure. Do you have relatives like in cemeteries in Miami or no? Or Broward? Because I hear that makes a difference. It connects you to it. My grandfather was buried here. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. No one, all my other grandparents are alive, luckily. Um, everyone else has been more distant than him and most of my family on my mom's side is out of state my uncle and aunt are in Arizona one cousin's in Minnesota the other one's in California my brother's gone all around the country hitchhiking and train hopping how did you pay for that? That, that exactly happened. <laughs> Train hopping. Oh, that's right. Okay, that's true. I don't know if it's necessarily a phase for him that he's passed now, but he hasn't gone on any trips other than to see his girlfriend's family recently. So that's kind of more within the norm of what you would expect. But yeah, so I think there's a pretty established thing of my family just not necessarily wanting to settle here. And that, by the way, that's the Cuban side that kind of scattered around the country, not even the white mm-hmm. side. They came from New York and Ohio and were like, we're staying here. <laughs> that sounds like a lot of Ohioans in New York. <laughs> There's like a lot of Ohioans here. It surprises really? me. Really? Yeah. Yeah, why? I don't know. I guess they didn't I like don't the know any other ones. Yeah, no, no, not younger people, like older no, people. No, my grandfather, I mean, I never really... I mean, I, I worked as a retirement home for a bit, here. and I never really met. Did you have another question? I did, but it doesn't relate to your story. Oh, okay. Is it okay to park? Like, is it okay to park? <laughs> 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 There's no assigned parking. Okay, okay, okay.
please state your name for the record. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to start there. Um, my name is Stephanie or Stephania. Either way. Wait. <laughs> what? I love how you say or Stephania. Like, Stephania is not your given name. <laughs> I'm so used like, to saying it twice. I mean, I said Nick. But, it's like, no, that's name. different than, like, a different name. language. Okay. Um, Choose your name. I came to Miami when I was nine. My parents came here for my brother and also because I guess they just wanted to come here. Um, I don't think there was any other reason. From where? Peru. So cool. And um, yeah, I grew up here. I met Mildred when I was in fifth grade, actually just off the plane. Met Mildred. Love you, girl. factoid cards but they're factoid cards so did you guys know that greater miami has the highest percentage of foreign-born residents of any major u.s city i I mean not shocking like not shocking at all not as shocking as miami being one of the best things right or new york and la yeah like Chicago uh, is pretty Midwest. Yeah. Um, so I would have expected. <laughs> Miami also has the highest percentage of elderly than any other city in the country. That makes sense. Really? Miami. Not, yeah. not the state. Miami, oh, wow. the city. And also the state as a whole, uh, 
this year, there's going to be more. There's going to be more elderly people living in the state than people under the age of 65. Really? Yeah. It's because it's warm. That's yeah. why all the grandparents come. That, it, I same. mean, it, which makes sense. The rest of the country is going to reach that point 10 years from now. Right. Which Earth. point? The warmness? No. no. Oh. Okay. <laughs> Where there are more elderly living in the, in the state than people under, actually under 18. Is it because of like increased life expectancy? Well, yeah. That, yeah. also a lot of people move here. Also because of the, of the influx of uh, immigrants. They tend to be older, they tend to be older than younger, especially especially in recent ways. Hmm. Interesting. Very interesting. Well, I've, I've done a few talks on falls prevention for the for the city, and uh, Miami as a whole. They have an elderly uh, initiative um, through the mayor and through the county in order to make it a city where people can grow old and still stay living in their same home. We're all in the same So, uh, so yeah, it's a very interesting problem. It's very unique to Miami. Not too many places mm. are considering that because that point is not going to happen until ten years from now for a lot of places, or even longer. For example, Portland is one of the comparatively youngest cities. Mm. You know, than mm. anywhere else. That explains the driving thing too. Though. Yeah, what driving thing? Right Portland. Portland. Uh, there Please was a share. Study that I <laughs> does not believe in. I don't believe at all. Uh, it means <laughs> Miami is one of the safest, the safest driving cities in the country. Uh, number in four, the country. Yeah. That's why Miami. I never heard Miami's driving. Portland, Oregon yeah. is the number one most dangerous city <gasps> to drive. Not, why would you want to go to Portland? <laughs> that, 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 study, that study is suspect because the other thing Miami is number one in pedestrian deaths. Oh, yeah, no, no, they're like, they're Super about, suspicious. Oh, also, number three in new HIV cases. So, you know what's crazy about like the HIV thing? Like, so as okay, so as we know, there's like record numbers of um, new new HIV cases, which is like really crazy because you're like, why? Um, the other day I was reading an article about how like Rick Scott blocked funding, <laughs> federal funding for like HIV AIDS initiatives. Rick Scott. Yeah. yeah. When he was governor. Yeah, that's the thing. No, Which is not surprising. Whoa. You're just like covertly shocked. <laughs> And it's like really, it's really sad because like I, I don't know if like all of you guys know, but I used to like work doing like STD and HIV um, prevention mm-hmm. for the state of Florida, right when Rick Scott got like elected, and it was really crazy because we would have like they would cut like <laughs> they would be like, hey, come to us with ideas for new things, new ways that we could do community outreach, and like we would get like really excited, like the new people, right? The younger people were like, yeah, let's do this. Like, one of our things was, this was back, like, 2013 I was working here. One of our things was, let's do more community outreach during spring break and during ultra. The state was like, no. That's a great idea. Nope. We don't need to do it. No. There's no funding for that. Oh, no, no, no. That's too great. Like, they were, like, so, they were outright, like, no. And we pitched it, you know, a couple of years in a row. And then just last year, or this year, my contact 
you know, was the one who informed me like, hey, this year we finally started doing ultra, like ultra outreach or last year. It was last year. It wasn't in Virginia Key Beach. And I was like, what? Like legit, you know, six, seven years later. And they were like purposely ignoring um, the youth trends. Like we would ask to like, you know, access social media and like as a way to um, reach out to people who, who needed to, who were exposed to STDs. Like run a social media campaign? No, like, so part of what I did was that I would interview um, patients who were like tested positive for any STD and ask them like for information on partners so that we can reach out to the exposed partners anonymously be like hey some like you were exposed to this STD in the past however many months like we need you to come in and get tested and get treated mm. we were like hey all these people use social media to like meet people and you know and get their like people don't have numbers they have social media accounts they were like, mm, no, you can't use social media. <laughs> like, but this is how people do it. And so it's kind of crazy to be in a state that um, blocks so much health initiatives. Mm-hmm. There is a factoid in here, if you give me a moment, that talks oh. about... I mean, did have... What was he, an insur- he owned an insurance company. I'm pretty sure he's used to blocking healthcare to people who need it. Yeah. Where, like, um, what was the scandal with that? It was like, was they, the like, the, the frauding with like the Medicare. Yeah. 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 I don't think there was, was just the one scandal. He was, <laughs> the, one particular he was the CEO of the country that had the largest fraud of Medicare ever. And he was like, oh, I had no idea that occurred. And then he was elected governor, and then he uh, he divested his shares by giving it to his wife. Mm. So like it's completely unconnected to what I'm doing. And then he pushed for initiatives to drug test people that were receiving you know aid from the state, you know, like mm-hmm. welfare, food stamps, and those uh, his wife who owned his basically his shares um, owned a company that provided those drug tests. <gasps> No, I didn't know that part. No, is this a movie? No collusion. No collusion. I'm not the puppet. You're the puppet. You know. So he's so he's the senator, one of the senators for Florida now. Yeah, yeah. We elected him three times, twice as governor and now as senator. I can't quit the crook. And you know, yeah. like I think overall, like that, but we can spread that kind of stuff around. That stuff was yeah. out there. They don't care. Like it was, yeah. That like yeah. that's been like around. I think overall, right? I think we're gonna find time and time again with like a lot of these issues. It's like we have to vote. We have to be mm-hmm. in communication with like yeah. our elected officials because they're elected officials after all. Yeah. And- and like the similar, I think there's like similar themes in, in this group where people that are young professionals, they don't feel like they can live in this city, at least not as easily as other places. Miami seems old, like statistically older than almost anywhere else um, in the state as well. And it, it just leads to things like uh, people 
that are resistant to change, more conservative being mm-hmm. in, in power, you know? So I think all that is, is connected, you know, without even getting into like the cultural and racial yeah. the like, clashes that occur, mm-hmm. that's, that's something that, you know. I've been to a lot of Miami change events and a lot of the people leading those events are transplants from out of the city. Mm-hmm that want to change this city to be a better place. It's never like someone from Miami trying to make this Which like it's never Which is sad. Like so I know that um I was reading that, you know, like civic engagement in Miami is really low. Um mm-hmm. Miami has one of like the lowest rates of like the bigger cities of volunteers mm-hmm. for things. And mm-hmm. so it's like there's a lot of apathy and I'm not quite sure like how do you how do you cure apathy like stop being such a crappy driver mm-hmm. I have no care for what? people <laughs> but that's because of their you're driving. like if we I'm can like, cure the driving <laughs> everything will but be the dri- but the driving <laughs> brings out your emotions the thing is, is, is like Miami is one of those cities that people are just so horrible that you're like why would I want to help you uh-huh. Like, I have no desire. Like, I think well, Adam was talking to me. What makes those people horrible, though? It's just, like, their attitude. Like, when you talk to them, I just don't have. Like, even their driving style. Like, you can just put on your blinker. Literally, the losses put on your blinker. I would let you pass. Mm-hmm. And I then when we're driving or even talking or interacting with people, they're just so rude. So, I have a theory about the driving here. This is my theory. We have so many people from so many countries where the driving is not regulated and Mm -hmm. people come here, they get with their international driver's license and you can get a driver's license. You don't have to, you know what I mean? Like you, like, yeah, I mean, you have to pass the test here. The test here is also a joke. Yeah, Yeah, the test here is minimal. Now, I don't know if that's kind of a countrywide issue or South Florida specific because I haven't uh, taken a driving test anywhere else, but I know at least in like the UK, it's far more... Yeah, there's like seven yeah. tests you have to take. Yeah. And like, and yeah. so like, when you have like the, cause I, like I know when I go to Colombia, like I fear for my life. Like I wouldn't drive in Colombia because they drive so oh, yes. insane. Three lane street is now a five lane street. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And there's like motorcycles going everywhere, and it's like every man for himself. Like I gotta get to where I'm going. So you have, you know. Kind of like what you were talking about, how like if you have a lot of people coming here and they're older, and they've already been driving in their countries, and then they just come here to a place with wider lanes, you know, like the world's their oysters. They're just old and don't have the reflexes for driving anymore, and are going thirty miles per hour in the left lane on the highway. But also, people get desperate (laughs) because. There might be someone that's slowing and people don't want to wait. It's all about me, 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 and they try to go exactly. fast. Exactly. So why would you want to help someone that like that? It makes it hard to want to help them, but like I, I feel know. it has What's to start like, with yourself because you can get desperate too, or you could just like make space. Even if someone's gonna jump all right, in or something, the amount of construction everywhere it's like a can't even time and that's true because like bruh it's gonna be constructed on every block that i go on so it's crazy because i was like looking at like the current um construction projects for like mdx 
they've got like they're fixing the exits like on Northwest 87th which it has happened to me twice where I'm like I'm gonna go to that Walmart in the route and then I try and I'm like where's the exit and then yeah. I end up on what's the exit and I'm last like, week the exit was on the left this week no, it's yeah. on the right and you gotta merge all from three lanes into one that is and the when last year I got an accident in a construction so what is the meaning of the word it's all for it's all for expansion Mm-hmm. And it's interesting because instead of making a public transportation system that would remedy this, they want to keep buying into, okay, we can get more money from the roads, from people buying cars, from people using gas, so we don't want to lose any of that financial income and the tolls. The tolls are practicing. Yeah. So why, why fund public transportation? But then there's some public transportations that are that are projected to happen maybe in the next 20 years, though, versus okay. these roads that are constantly yeah. under yeah. construction. That, yeah. That's why things like the Bright Line have been taking so long, because there's been pushback from people that uh, run the tolls. They're like, oh, yeah. Uh, so maybe, maybe maybe just slow Bright this down. private, though? Yes, yeah. and it's got yeah. some connection but, to good old but it's a It's like a public-private thing. Like a government, but nobody can afford it. Okay, very few people can afford it. Literally, the people who they're targeting are lawyers who go to downtown. They're already making money because twenty dollars for a lawyer is nothing. So that they're targeting those people. Now the next one that they're going to open is in Boca Raton, which is another place full of rich people. That's not public transportation. Well, no, but the thing is, that's what happens when you privatize. Public transportation. Well, the thing is, if, if you make it talking as someone who works in a consultant private field, certain things should be privatized because if you leave it to the county, then you're leaving it at the mercy of literally all these people who don't know what the hell they want, and that's too unstable. Transportation is that. Well, yeah, I mean, look at the train stations. Literally, the reason I was okay. So they, I was talking to this lady who uh, works for the government of Canada. She's one of the advisors. She goes all over the country and she talks to people about ideas of how to improve their cities. Like we have a lot of we have a lot of stuff to improve in Bay County. Like mm-hmm. our stuff is old. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and, one the, <laughs> and one of the things that they were saying is that the only way that county, the county itself, to become uh, public is to increase taxes. Are you willing to drop that much more money in your tax in your to pay for that? And I said, if I know I'm gonna get a train all the way to Homestead, by all means take my money. But that's not. A, but most people don't want it because, like we were all saying, nobody can afford Miami. Let alone increase the taxes ten percent yeah. more. Ten percent more. Yeah. It will have to go high. They already have the budget. They already had the budget and they just yeah. blew they it. They do have the yeah. budget. Stuff. But that's the yeah. thing. Yeah. Pocket the money. Because was There's like, so much corruption yeah. in local There's government. There is, and that's the thing too. That courthouse that's how many billions of dollars? 
billion? Look, let me tell you. Hold on. Talking about the billion dollar what point. What happened to Yeah, I'm working on a project right now, and they're building a courthouse for 13 billion. That could have given us a train to Homestead. Let me tell you about a billion now, the dollar point, though. Called the Miami Martins Park. Yeah. You know this was going to come oh, up yeah. eventually. But Bro, the, 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 the park. I remember. Yes. Well, they're cleaning it up. Like, well, watching the news. When they announced that they were going to do this park for like $5.5 billion. And I'm like, where was my. was a former. The home run statue. And then, like, I felt bad because it's like, dang. Like, when, of course, when it was time for, like, the dolphins to come and ask the county for money, they they said no. And I'm like, I would have preferred my money to go to the dolphins rather than the market. But they have a loyal fan base, man. Mm. People show and and it's the and you haven't been jerked around the way. I mean, and you went and you went shows. Loyal fan base. Yeah, the Miami Marlins. They're, they're just, just very, the very. <laughs> there's a distinction. There's a. They're just much fewer. Florida Marlins won World Series. But this is this yeah. is an amenity you're talking about. Is <laughs> the point, right? uh, facts are facts. You said it's not me. Yeah, no, 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 and that's what I'm saying. The thing is, I the more I work in. Thank you guys for joining me this week and listening to the My Miami Story series. I can't wait for you guys to tune in next week for part three, the last part of the My Miami Story series brought to you by the Sugar Bee Podcast Miami. See you guys next week.